Freakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of Freakin' Our Week in Review on WAYOLP Freakin' Rochester. Also on Freakin' iTunes, Apple Freakin' Podcasts, Google Freakin' Play, and Spotify, and Jeez Louise SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, my name is Taylor, the freaking Sandman, freaking Lofton, and with me as always, to my freaking left, is Sandy the Sandman, freaking Farkas, and then coming to us via freaking satellite, freaking New York, we have freaking Doug Jordan freaking following us, weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines, this is our week in freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, it has been one week. Two week, actually, since we last spoke. And geez, Louise, down on my knees, we're so freaking hot and for you. And we have a lot to freaking talk about. Doug's grandfather, he was hot and for death. And we celebrated his life at his funeral. And that was a big part of our week last week and the week before. It's been an ongoing celebration. I've been celebrating privately on my own, in the mirror, staring at myself. Contemplating life, death, Doug's grandfather, and how freaking I am. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Doug, how you doing? How you been? And how freaking are you? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, all right. Uh, I'm not and uh, I wish you would stop asking me that every week, as I say that every week, because that's what you ask. Uh, other than that, I've been all right. You know, the funeral service went off without a hitch. Uh, now just kind of dealing with the aftermath. You know, going through my grandfather's belongings, uh, meet, meeting with the with the man uh, about the will. That, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's what I've been doing. And it was a beautiful ceremony. And I'm sure Sandy the Farkas man would freaking agree with me. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, it was absolutely beautiful. And I actually got a freaking little keepsake of my own, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I don't know. What what was your keepsake? Well, it seems that you had maybe accidentally left a little souvenir pinned to the lapel of your grandfather's suit in the casket. And I said, geez, Louise, down on my knees. This guy's going six feet under the freaking ground. If Doug buries this freaking cute little pin, it was a heart. It must maybe something you made for him many years ago. It was a little heart, like an ornament, but it pins on your shirt. And it was purple. And it was going in the ground, and I saved it. I said, this thing needs to live on, live and breathe and see another light of day and celebrate. So I took it, and geez, Louise, down on my knees. I'm wearing it right freaking now. It's on my trousers. Yeah, you, um, all right. Well, you, you definitely shouldn't have taken that. Uh, that was my uh, grandfather's purple heart from when he was in the war, uh, from saving somebody else's life. Usually you, you bury somebody with that as a, as a form of their honor. Uh, and I really just can't believe that you, you took it off of his corpse. Are you, are you freaking telling me this is a freaking Nazi freaking pin? Is that what you're telling me right freaking now? I've been wearing a freaking Nazi pin around all freaking weekend because Jesus always down on my knees. I'm going to be in big freaking trouble. And if you, and if Doug's grandfather, one last practical joke was to get me in freaking trouble and pin me as a freaking Nazi, I'm going to be very freaking upset. It's also be freaking hilarious. Yeah. No, it's not a Nazi pin. It's a, it's an American uh, war veteran uh, pin. Uh, and I'm gonna. De- I definitely need to get that back to you because now I got to figure out how I'm. I'm gonna freaking put it in, in the hole where he's buried. Wait a minute. Are you saying we got to freaking gas up the truck and dig up Grandpa Jordan? Because that'd be hilarious. Well, I gotta dig. I gotta dig at least a little ways down and get the get the pin in there. Well, let me ask you this. What about uh, his cufflinks? They weren't freaking particularly special, were they? I mean, I think that his grandfather gave those to him. So you know, it's a family. It would be a family heirloom. All right, I'm just. 
I was just asking. Just a, he's just posing it as a question. How much stuff did you steal off of my dead grandfather's body? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, we, I would have taken more, but I rifled through his freaking pockets, and they were freaking cleaned out. And I looked for his freaking belt, but we know where that went, around his neck. Yeah, he'd, he'd used it previously. And God bless him. No, it did not go around his neck. I just want to clarify that for but everybody out there. I did, yeah, I did get I did get his freaking cufflinks. If those are freaking heirlooms, you can freaking have them back, I suppose. And I took his shoelaces because, geez, always down on my knees. It's, the guy's not going anywhere. He's not going to go for a walk anytime soon, Doug. He doesn't need shoelaces down there. He's at six feet under the ground with a freaking mountain of dirt on top of him. I saw the mountain. Yeah. He's sitting next to the grave as the freaking priest freaking read his freaking eulogy. It's always freaking baffled me. Why, why are we freaking dressing these freaking corpses up before we throw them in the freaking ground? Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, we should freaking bury people completely freaking butt naked. Yeah. For, go in, go out the way they freaking came in. With their freaking hands clasped over their freaking genitals. And maybe as a, as a celebratory note, we should slap them on their bottoms, just like the doctors did when they were born. And the way I see free funerals going is, is the, freaking, the, the body of the freaking deceased is freaking butt naked and face down. And in the opening to the coffin is not where the head is, it's where the freaking rear end is. And when you go to pay your respects, everyone walks by and, and, and does a, uh, a light pat on the freaking buttocks like at the end of a sporting event. Yeah. That way, it's just making sure that they actually are, in fact, dead. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be very interested when we dig up freaking Doug's freaking grandfather's corpse to return the freaking pin or whatever you say it was. And if there are freaking claw marks on, on in there, geez, always down on my knees. How freaking hilarious would that be, Doug? Scratching at that freaking lid. He's a fighter, that guy. He was a fighter. Yeah, I don't think that would be funny at all. I think that'd be very upsetting to find out that my grandfather was buried alive. Well, but he'd be dead now, so... All's well that ends well, as we say. Well, either way, it was a freaking glorious event, and the spread was amazing, and the brown was flowing in a celebratory fashion. And, of course, Sandy the Sandman Farkas was drinking the freaking brown, and you were drinking those freaking cute little wine coolers you love to suck down, and Sunjay was freaking there, and he brought his freaking show family, or whatever you call them, and they were glorious in their tiny little suits and dresses. And I didn't realize he had a boy and a girl. Hilarious. I wonder what his wife thinks. But either way, we, yeah, it was a freaking great freaking time. And geez Louise, down on my knees, I just wish freaking Tadia could have been there. But we haven't heard hide nor hair of him. I thought it would have been great if Tadia and his freaking models showed up. Is the freaking Dickens getting spritzed down by freaking Sandy Farkas during the wet t-shirt contest. Tadia, if you're out there, please. We love you. We need you. God bless you. And Godspeed. D- Sandy the Sandman Farkas, how you doing? How you been? And how freaking... Uh, yeah, um, I'm freaking horn. I'm this is I'm happy to freaking be here. And as per freaking usual, freaking is a freaking Dickens. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'd like to quickly say, uh, Doug, the freaking funeral was a um, I'm quite honestly, a, a, a very respectful uh, an affair. Uh, it was it was freaking delicate. Uh, the spread uh, was delicious. Uh, the freaking brown was flowing like a freaking avalanche coming down a freaking mountain. Uh, into into the mouths of me, and then the wine coolers uh, pour and drizzle down on you uh, from a rain cloud that seemed to follow you wherever you went that day. Can't understand why. Yeah, and it was a delightful event. Uh, it was good to see uh, good to see uh, the the rest of the family in good spirits. Uh, it was it was nice. Got to see meet some of uh, freaking uh, Doug's wife's family. Uh, they all uh, busty, yeah, beautiful. Bu- busty as, as her. It was good to see that that's uh, 
some of the, that, that Doug, if you decide to have a, a daughter down the line, that your wife will pass down because it's clearly a, a freaking genetic uh, disposition. Uh, and it was, and it was a, a truly freaking lovely affair. Yeah, it was such a nice freaking time, Doug, that it seemed like almost immediately we forgot all about the fact that it was a freaking funeral and we just everybody was just having a freaking party yeah and 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 then when 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 the funeral parlor workers just said we all need to freaking clear out we stayed in the freaking parking lot for damn near about three more hours not a couple of fireworks left over from the freaking fourth of july we just let them off in the freaking parking lot it was hilarious thank yeah. you doug yeah doug i doug i want to thank you again for throwing well, maybe one of the greatest freaking parties you've ever freaking thrown. Absolutely freaking hilarious night, and I loved every moment of it. It was a glowing tribute. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be a party. It was supposed to be a funeral. And a funeral so, it was. And a funeral it was. And if I'm being quite honest with you, Doug, one of the, maybe the best freaking funeral I've ever freaking been to. Because all the rest of them were uh, somber, uh, somber affairs. This one was just a freaking blast. Yeah, and I only wish that I could have looked my best but unfortunately and i was gonna get into this i weakers and tweakers know that it has been hard to get sheared to get taken care of groomed since the lockdown and geez louise down on my knees they had a special person come into the freaking group home and give us all freaking haircuts and geez louise down on my knees i'll be damned if it wasn't another freaking crazy person i'm pretty sure it was because the freaking hack job this person did on my freaking head and i am not a bashful person usually but geez louise, down on my knees, I look like fr- animal from the freaking Muppets on top of a normal human, the hair of animal, and it is patchy, and there are cuts. I've got, I got several freaking lesions on my freaking head, and geez louise, down on my knees, a, a, many of freaking brazens, and this freaking, the person's name was freaking Damon, and they had the look in their eyes that I have seen so many freaking times before. And I said, can't you get a normal freaking person to cut our hair? You don't have to get another freaking crazy person in here from another freaking group home. And Mrs. Malfour just stared at me. Locked eyes, didn't say a word. And I knew right then that I needed to keep my mouth shut if I wanted to see the next day of life. So absolutely freaking hilarious. I'm sorry that I looked that way. That must have been shocking for your family and those grieving. It was, I'm, it was absolutely freaking hilarious. Your, I mean, Taylor's freaking haircut was the talk of the town. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, everybody was freaking talking about it. I mean, I was talking I was talking about it. You were telling everybody about my haircut, even though they could see that, obviously, I had had a horrible haircut. And I still do. Yeah, I walked individually and told everybody, hey, don't, don't say anything about Regan Taylor's haircut. And then I would proceed to tell them how freaking hilarious I thought it was. Yeah. And I could have sworn at one point, I, I, I was whispering into the ears of freaking dead and freaking Grandpa Jordan, telling him about your freaking haircut. This is when I was a, a little bit drunk. And I swear, I, I think a little freaking smile slipped across his face. And maybe that's, you know, anything they say about freaking brain activity, or, or, but I'd like, to, I'd like to believe that there was still a little bit of freaking Grandpa in there. Yeah, yeah. I just wish I could get it fixed, but they won't let us have a scissor in there or knives or any sort of sharp objects. They won't even, they took the freaking metal eyelets off of the end of my shoes. They said I could scrape something with it. So, thank you, Doug. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, geez Louise, down on my knees, you were going to do a little freaking talking about your week, and we just went off into Doug's week. We dribbled and drabbed about Doug and his family and his problems. Yeah, and, I, and I'd like to freaking, uh, freaking uh, change directions. I wish completely, but unfortunately, uh, I, I am living with Doug these days, so he, his, his dribble and drab seeps into my freaking life damn near every day. 
Uh, Uyghurs and Uyghurs know I've been... Uh, Similar to the way that it sleeps, seeps into freaking Sunjay's rear freaking end, right? Uh, absolutely freaking hilarious, but please do not freaking interrupt me. Uh, I was in the middle of speaking. Jesus, what, what the hell was I freaking talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, as Uyghurs and Uyghurs know, I've been uh, in, in, in the middle of, uh, in the throes of a little bit of a project. I experienced a freaking vision. I've been having uh, several freaking visions lately, uh, where a, an old withered man led me into a field and told me, if you build it, they will come. Uh, and I've been spending most of my days freaking out in Doug's backyard um, with, with ample access to all of his freaking tools, freaking with Mrs. freaking Doug Jordan, freaking coming out and freaking bringing me lemonade, freaking as I work my freaking shirt off. Yeah. I'm basically freaking sweating out freaking brown. God bless her, and and she's freaking and she's freaking dribbling a little lemonade down her freaking having a little wet t-shirt contest of her own, if you know what I mean. And uh, and and I'm I'm doing damn near everything I can not to freaking do a, a full freaking spritz. So um, I'm, I'm, I, you know, all in all, this is shaping up to be a freaking one freaking crazy summer. And the, and my my project is, you know. Sometimes I take a look at it, and sometimes I go, "What in the hell am I freaking doing?" And sometimes I take a look at it, and I start to think I I start to think I know where it's going, but. Do you know, you know, uh, all's well that ends well, and hopefully, you know, someday it'll freaking end someday. So, I am still very confused about this vision you have had, because you said you had a vision, and and the vision was that you must build something told to you by a withered old man, and... I mean, the thing that you are building, what does it look like? Can you, can we even, if we went through 20 questions, would we figure out the answer? Um, it's it's worth a shot. Um, I mean, if you got freaking questions, freaking locked and loaded, I'd I'd be happy to freaking indulge this little freaking experiment. Uh, freaking experiment. Okay, first question: Is it a plant, animal, or mineral, or or man, or a beast? Mm. Um, as far as well, geez, let me think about this for a moment. Uh, a little bit of plant, um, because I believe wood is uh, comes from uh, plants. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of mineral, uh, because I, there was some freaking uh, uh, cement uh, that I mixed up and poured in, in sort of in a mound. Yeah. Uh, that's a little off to the right at the base of it, if you can call if it is the freaking base of it. Uh, and then a little bit of a little bit of plant also, because I've been grabbing some of the freaking mud. I believe I think that that counts. Min- part of the plant. Part of plant. Yeah, the bottom of the plant always is mud. If there's a freaking crack between two pieces of wood or one piece of sheet metal, a lot of times. Just have a little mud in the freaking crack, and is it a shelter? Is it is it a place where one could dwell? And Doug Jordan, it, maybe you could even tell me. Yeah, it doesn't really look like anything, to be honest with you. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, it's just a, a pile s- of stuff. Doug, please shut up. It's not a pile of stuff. It's, I mean, that sound, what you're saying makes it sound like freaking. It's it's garbage. And this is there's nail. There, everything is freaking. It is. A, um, what I'm doing is freaking meticulous. Uh, what I'm doing is is meticulous. Jeez Louise, what I'm doing is freaking meticulous. Ridiculous. Metic- no, what I'm doing is freaking meticul- meticulous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it, but it, uh, I would say it's not going to protect you from the rain. If you're if if all of a sudden it's raining in the backyard and what you seek is freaking shelter, um, I would go underneath the tree or into the freaking tool shed, which I'm thinking that I might have to freaking take apart pretty soon to get some more freaking pieces. Material. No, you're not. You are not touching my tool shed. Because he he's almost got that thing freaking completely rebuilt. And I said, this is not good timing because I think I'm going to need a lot of those pieces. I feel like m- maybe you need some wheels. If you had some wheels, maybe it would help. Yeah, mom, I was going to take off a couple of the wheels on freaking Mike Junior's freaking rollerblades if I if I got permission because he's not using the freaking things. 
he uses them sometimes, but no, you can't. You can't. You take the rollerblade wheels. Permission granted. Like, you may do it, and you no, should you do it. It's can't. a vision. I gave him permission, Doug. Doug, it was a freaking vision, and I don't want to be the one to freaking jump the gun uh, and say that the, the old man in my dream was freaking God. But let me ask you if this guy sounds freaking familiar. Uh, old man in a big white robe with a long white beard and long white hair, and he seems to be glistening, and he carries a freaking long scepter. Sound like anybody you know, Doug? Yeah. Uh, Gandalf from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I was going to say Gandalf. Yeah, well, there was... there. Yeah. Might be Gandalf. Maybe he was reading Gandalf. Could be God, too. But God bless God bless everyone. And Jesus Louise down on my knees and... and and God bless to you, Sandy Fargus, and I can't wait to see what you build. I'm sure whatever it is is going to be magnificent and worthy of all of the time and material that you have put into it. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, if you want to call in and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. That's the R Week hotline. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a freaking prize or two. Without further freaking ado, R Week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, the divorce saga of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp continued to unfold in dramatic fashion, according to several news sources. The New Zealand Herald reported that cuts and bruises displayed by Heard and claimed as evidence of alleged abuse by Depp were likely a result of an ongoing relationship with billionaire Elon Musk. But it wasn't all good news for Depp, according to Page Six, a former security guard who worked for the Gilbert Grape megastar claimed the actor was constantly in character as his Pirates of the Caribbean role, Jack Sparrow. To make matters worse, after learning of the alleged affair between Musk and ex-wife Amber Heard, Depp threatened to cut off the Tesla CEO's penis in a text message to a friend, Christian Carino. After the text message was revealed in British High Court as part of Depp's libel case against the Sun, Musk told the New York Times that he would be willing to fight the actor in a cage match. Finally, after Depp's testimony regarding Heard allegedly pooping in the couple's bed made headlines, Heard claimed that Depp attempted to write her name in urine in their home during an altercation. Depp, however, claimed that it would have been impossible to do so as his finger had been severed by a vodka bottle that was thrown by Heard earlier that evening. Jeez Louise. So, yeah, Jeez Louise down my freaking knees. This story has it all, Doug Joy. This one really, this we run a lot of stories, and we claimed that a lot have had it all. Um, but I think this one freaking takes the cake. I mean, this story really freaking has it all. Yeah, yeah. Jeez Louise down on my knees. I don't even know where to begin. I, I guess with the New Zealand Herald report, which says it was freaking Elon Musk having sex with her. See, I thought maybe we could start with when he said that he was going to cut off his p- yeah, I don't. I mean, Johnny, I don't, Johnny, and and I hope you don't mind me calling you freaking Johnny. Uh, I don't think I don't think freaking cutting your own piss off is gonna freaking is gonna get you out of all this freaking trouble. Yeah, it's not gonna be an effective weapon if that's what you're thinking. Not big enough. We all saw you freaking naked in Gilbert Grape when you gained all that weight to play Gilbert's mom, and you got stuck in the bathtub and we're sitting there freaking shivering because the water had gotten cold. Yeah, we saw saw your. P- Johnny, you, you can't use it. It's not going to work like that. You're going to need to find a sharp object, maybe a vodka bottle, already half broken, conveniently. And then, geez Louise, Doug Jordan, what do you think about the freaking, who would win in the freaking cage match? Uh, by this article alone, I think that Johnny Depp would probably beat uh, Elon Musk in, in, a, in a fight, but just because he sounds freaking crazy. 
But isn't Elon Musk a freaking evil genius? Yeah, but it doesn't mean he knows how to freaking fight. But he's got a flamethrower. Yeah, he's got flamethrowers. Well, if it's a cage match, I'm assuming that they don't have any weapons. It's just freaking fist on fist. Yeah, but Elon Musk is already freaking, was already freaking sleeping with his wife. He doesn't play by the freaking rules. He's a cheater. Yeah, there's usually underneath the ring of the cage, there are usually weapons under their chairs and... And thumbtacks and barbed, baseball barbed bats, wire. barbed wire, razor wire, ladders. So you think in the middle of the in the middle of the match, Elon Musk would invent some um, something to beat Johnny Depp with the tools that he finds surrounding him. The thing is, it might be something he has invented in the future, but because he a long time ago invented a time machine, he can travel to the future and have his old self invent that thing and hide it under there, hide it under the ring in the future, and it'll be there to, for him to pick up. Yeah, but that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, and maybe well, let's just hope that freaking Johnny Depp can get a freaking his hands on that freaking time machine and go back in time and freaking put his back on. Or maybe instead of putting it where it was, he could put it in place of the freaking severed finger. And then every time he points, he's actually pointing with his freaking dangly Johnson. And then and the other finger is freaking Amber Heard's freaking turd. Imagine this guy, imagine freaking Johnny Depp. He's always got pictures of him giving the freaking peace sign. Imagine one of them is a freaking, his severed freaking peace, and the other finger is a, his wife's freaking turd. turd. And not to mention the fact that he's basically a pirate 24-7. So you're right, he might actually win. Circle gets the square, Doug Jordan. I just want to say, John, uh, Johnny, if you're listening, and I freaking know you are, uh, don't cut your freaking peace off. I, he's not going to get your freaking girlfriend back. Yeah, and go ahead and call 513-914-6201. We're going to put you on blast. Last week, a mass thief in Las Vegas was caught on camera stealing a 40-pound sex toy phallus from a local adult store, according to Huffington Post. An employee for the Deja Vu Love Boutique said the suspect hoisted the three-foot rubber Rodney over their shoulder and simply walked out of the store in broad daylight. According to a video obtained by TMZ, the suspect stuffed the massive member into their car and drove away. The sex toy's name is Moby and has a retail price of $1,250. Anyone with any information is encouraged to call 513-914-6201. So, geez louise, down on my knees, Doug Jordan, I feel like because Tady is not here, you're the next in line to be an expert in this situation. What would one do with a three-foot, 40-pound rubber Rodney, as it were? Uh, I mean, I I guess I would play a prank on somebody with it. I would leave it on their doorstep and they ring the bell. And then when they open the door, there's there's a three-foot pound I think it would be hilarious to dress it in a child's clothing bring it to a movie or something, take it with you to go get ice cream. And then somebody looks over at you, you're eating ice cream, and then you're handing a piece of free and chocolate twist to its face, and they just think you're feeding your little child. And then they look over, and it's a freaking three-foot-tall rubber freaking Rodney sitting right there. Rodney Johnson. Moby Dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that would, that's also pretty good. Or you put it, you put it in a stroller and you freaking push it around. I was going to say, put, yeah, put it in a wheelchair and dress it in like clothes it like he was, just came back from freaking Vietnam. Yeah, that, I think that would also be pretty funny. Yeah, maybe stick a stick like a hat there and says donations, uh, greatly accepted or will work for food. And then people throw change in there. You keep the change because the freaking rubber freaking Rodney doesn't need the freaking money, if you know what I freaking mean. It's, freaking, it's a piece of freaking rubber. And does it float, Doug Jordan? Could you go uh, swimming with it? I don't. I, if it's that heavy, I would assume that it doesn't freaking float. I'm I'm way heavier than that, and I float. 
does rubber float in general? I don't, I don't, I guess I don't, I can't think of any. I, well, if there's air in it, it, it would float like a basketball. Doc, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, one time Sandy Fargus and I were playing freaking hide and go seek, and then we found a bunch of freaking tires over by the river and we threw them all in the water thinking they'd float and they would look cool just floating and they all sank like stones. We threw about yeah. 10 or 11 or maybe even 12 freaking tires on the river. So we never got them back. Last week, legendary television host Regis Philbin died, according to People. He was 88 years old. Philbin, who got his start in broadcasting in San Diego in 1961 with local talk show The Regis Philbin Show, left show business in 2017 with a Guinness World Record for most hours on camera with 16,746 and a half hours. The former host of Live with Regis and Kelly Lee and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire died of natural causes. He was 5 feet 7 inches. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, Regis, Philbin, God bless you. And we loved you. And, I, and to be honest with you, I thought he was already dead. Doug Jordan, why don't you tell a sweet anecdote about old Regis Philbin and his love for broadcasting and your love for him? Uh... He, he, I, I liked watching him. He was, I liked watching him on the uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire show. I thought he was pretty funny on that. Uh, he talks funny. He's a, he's a tiny man. I liked uh, when he said he would say, "You are the weakest link." Goodbye. No, that wasn't. That was a different. He was very shrewd. That was a different show. That was that was the weakest link. Who wants to be a millionaire? And every week, Philbin would look at would look at the person who was voted off the island, and he would say, "You have been, you are, you are the weakest link." Goodbye. And then he'd snuff their candle out, and he always you could see a twinkle in his eye that he that was his favorite part, the disappointment in the eye of the person on the island. And then sometimes he would make him eat bugs or sit in a coffin with rats. Oh, God. A whole- that was one of my favorite. No, one of my free, favorite freaking episodes is yeah when 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 Philbin makes the man get into the glass case filled with freaking centipedes yeah and they would make them and then sometimes they would make them eat buffalo yeah and then sometimes they would put it in that glass coffin that they put them in they'd put it in a freaking trash compactor and that guest would never be heard from again doug jordan they were the weakest link goodbye Last week, KFC announced they will be joining forces with a Russian 3D bioprinting company to make the world's first laboratory-produced chicken nuggets, according to The Verge. Fast food giant KFC and said the partnership will be part of the chain's, quote, restaurant of the future concept and will use bioprinting technology to create lab-made chicken from chicken cells and plant material. Russian company 3D Bioprinting Solutions will use KFC's signature ingredients, including breading and spices, to, quote, achieve the signature KFC taste. KFC says the bioprinting process is more environmentally friendly than standard chicken meat, but isn't considered vegetarian because it uses animal materials. So, geez louise, down on my knees. Doug Jordan, why don't you take this to the freaking sports desk? Uh, okay, uh... Uh, welcome to the sports desk with Doug Jordan. Um, a little pep, a little, a little zing. Come on, pick it up. It's radio. Well, oh, well, the, the, here's the sports desk with with Doug. How the hell is uh, that? More bringing, put a little freaking hot sauce on it, please. This is the sports desk with Doug Jordan. There you go. Uh, my okay. Uh, it seems like KFC is started a partnership with somebody to uh, print uh, chicken nuggets. And how excited uh, about it are you? Do you want to try it? 
What kind, what are the taste good with sauces? Let's go. Come on. I mean, I would. It's probably going to be good. I would assume. I mean, since when do they even mess around with freaking chicken nuggets? Is, aren't they? This must be fried chicken. Are they always done nuggets. Well, they have popcorn chicken. But that's not a chicken nugget, is it? A chicken nugget is usually either shaped like a nugget or a dinosaur, from my experience. I mean, I think that they probably have chicken nuggets on their menu. Do you really freaking trust the freaking Russians to be freaking the ones at the helm in this situation? Doug Jordan, your hot take for Sports Desk? Uh, I mean, if if they understand how to, to make chicken from chicken cells and plant material and make nuggets, then then I say go for it. What part of the chicken is the, is the nugget, Doug? Chicken nuggets are are, ma- are mashed up freaking pieces. Not true. We all know where, the freaking nu- where do you think the freaking nugget comes from? There's only two on each chicken. I thought those were the oysters. No, that's a that's a buffalo. That's a buffalo. Rocky Mountain oysters. Those are delicious. That's Regis Phil been eating a whole freaking bowl full of, of Rocky Mountain oysters. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. I think I am very freaking nervous because I'll, what I do know about freaking this process, this bio printing process, is that it requires freaking DNA codes. And the last person you want to be in charge of a freaking code is a freaking Russian because you don't know what kind of codes they're going to put in there. And if are they going to be? Are they going to use the codes for the freaking, for the freaking nuclear freaking bomb? The launch freaking codes, Doug Jordan. And is that possible to sneak it into the freaking chicken nugget DNA? And then next thing you know, and people are eating them and they got the codes in their head. And then and every time they get freaking mad at freaking North Korea or freaking Japan or freaking Malaysia or freaking Bosnia, wherever that is, they can just at their fingertips time to time to blow up the world. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think you could sneak secret codes in, into chicken nugget DNA. They've been, they've been doing it for years, Doug. Sounds like freaking biohacker. Yeah, don't be naive about this. And Biohacker 2 is going to have a lot of this in there, 90%. This of it. might be this might be 100%. This might be the this is I think this is the plot for freaking Bio. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think this is you know, this is looking like they took this from us. I'm pretty sure this was the freaking plot for freaking Biohacker 2. Yeah. The freaking code is in the nuggets. This is the tagline. Yeah. yeah. The code is in the chicky nuggets. And God bless them. But they shouldn't have stolen this, so they're going to be hearing from our week lawyers. At W-A-Y-O-L-P-G-T-Q freaking Rochester. It is the worst radio station in the history of the world, by the way. I'm freaking drunk. Yeah. Last week, actor Spencer Grammer was reportedly slashed outside of a Manhattan restaurant after trying to calm an agitated man down, according to the Associated Press. Grammer, who is daughter of veteran TV actor Kelsey Grammer, said she was having dinner outside a New York restaurant when a man became irate when he was refused serviced. After attempting to stop the altercation, Grammer was slashed with a sharp object on the arm and her dinner companion was stabbed in the lower back. The unidentified suspect then fled. According to Grammer, she and her friend are expected to make a quick recovery. So, geez, wheeze down on my knees, Kelsey Grammer is back. And this time, yep, you guessed he's got it out for his freaking daughter. And I think this is a perfect role for freaking Grammer because, geez Louise, everybody knows him as freaking Brendan Fraser. But uh, if you really know the career of this man, you know that he has much more to offer than just one character. Yeah, if, if, if you liked if you liked freaking Kelsey Grammer as freaking Brendan Fraser, uh, this is this is the same this is the same old Fraser that you always known and love, but this time he's got a little bit of an edge for it, uh, and he's got a little bit he's he's got a little bit of an edge to him. Yeah, and his and the one person that he's sworn to destroy is his own freaking daughter. Yeah, for because she turned on him, Doug Jordan. You never know when that's gonna freaking happen. Wait, so you're saying that 
Kelsey Frazier was the man that freaking slashed his daughter. Kelsey Frazier is not a person. His name is Kelsey Grammer, and he plays Brendan Fraser on the show Fraser. And in this, this is a reunion episode where it's a little bit of a twist. Where then this is the same freaking Fraser that you know and love, and his uh, freaking and his brother, and freaking they're made. And but this time there's he's a little bit of an edge to him because he's out for his freaking daughter. Yeah. His daughter stole freaking his codes from him. And he's got a freaking little bit of an edge too because he's got a sharp object in his pocket. He's using to stab and slash. Doug Jordan. And it's not the same old freaking TV reunion, boring dribble that they do every 10 years. Put out a new TV reunion. Yeah, Joey Tribbiani's back. No, this is going to be a twist. Brendan Fraser is going to be a serial killer now. Instead of a freaking therapist that also does the talk radio. Imagine the scene where he's freaking dancing with a woman in the in the club, and she says, "Is that a knife in your pocket, or are you happy to see me?" And he says, "Freaking both." Yeah, it is a knife. Yeah, and he freaking slashes her. Yeah, it turns out it's his daughter. And that, and spoiler alert: this, that is how the freaking reunion of the uh, this is, that is how the episode freaking ends. And the grumpy dad from freaking Brendan Fraser, so Fraser, is dead in it and and in sort of a psycho style twist Fraser has been dressing up as his freaking dad the grumpy armchair father who lives with him absolutely freaking hilarious I love this story God bless you Kelsey Grammer Last week, model and television personality Hailey Bieber apologized to a restaurant host who claimed she was, quote, not nice, according to E! News. Former restaurant host Julia Carillon recently took to TikTok to rate celebrities that she encountered while working at a, quote, fancy Manhattan restaurant. According to Carillon, Bieber's behavior was not what her fans would expect. Quote, I've met her a handful of times and every time she was not nice, Carolan said. I really want to like her, but I have to give her like a 3.5 out of 10. Bieber took to social media apologizing for the incident and offered to make amends in the future. Haley Bieber is daughter of Stephen Baldwin. So, geez louise, down on my knees. And it's how far, how far the freaking apple falls. Yeah, is that what they say? Yeah, when you have your, when you when 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 you are uh, regarded in a certain light, uh, a certain positive freaking light, yeah. and the and the freaking fruit of your freaking loins uh, does nothing but freaking disappoint. It is it is I believe they call it the apple fall and fell far from the freaking tree. Yeah, it's smushed, Doug Jordan, and you're not gonna pick it up and try and make applesauce with it. Because it is gonna taste rotten and spoiled. And 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 guess what, Doug Jordan? It's not freaking Stephen Baldwin's fault. No, he did his best. He was there by her side, and then, so and then somewhere she went. Maybe it was freaking Justin Bieber. Maybe he took her by the arm and said, "Okay, I'll show you the way." What do you think? Could this I happen mean, to you? And has, have you thought about this fear with your son? Well, I would hope my you know son uh, turns out to be a respectable uh, person. Uh, However, I can't I can't control that. I can do the best as a father to, to try and guide him uh, to make the right decisions. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, it seems like she apologized for it. So I, I don't really know what the story is. And what is your favorite Stephen Baldwin movie? Yeah, I, I never know which which one was Stephen. He he's, plays in Biodome. Oh, then Biodome is my favorite. Yeah. Biodome with Polly Shore. Yeah, Biodome is my favorite Stephen Baldwin role as well. 
Yeah, absolutely freaking hilarious. And we can't tell you to go see it, but if we could, goddamn, we would. Yeah, believe us. And spoiler alert, uh, Stephen Baldwin dies at the end. Kills himself. Yeah. He can't get out of the biodome. Yeah, he breathes all the oxygen. He's just breathing more CO2, and then he blow, his head, his eyes bulge out, total recalls. And then we free, and then he, when he farts, the biodome finally explodes. Yeah, sending Polly Shore into space. And the same thing happens to Polly Shore when he gets up to the moon. Exit is yeah, the atmosphere, his eyes bulge, and he also dies. It's a tragedy, Doug Jordan. Last week, Orlando Bloom announced that his missing dog, Mighty, was dead, according to CNN. After a seven-day search, the former Legolas actor took to social media to announce his devastating news. Mighty's on the other side now. Bloom captioned a series of Instagram videos and photos of him getting his dog's name tattooed on his chest. Quote, After seven days of searching from sunrise to sunset and into the wee hours, today, the seventh day, the number of completion... We found his collar. Though the search party came back empty-handed, Bloom said that he, quote, left no stone unturned while searching for the Labradoodle. Bloom, whose fiance Katy Perry is expecting the couple's first child together, described the situation as a, quote, walking nightmare, and he may never act again. Doug Jordan, thoughts? Please. I mean, that's it. That's devastating to lose a, a, a family pet. Uh, uh, it, it's tragic uh, to, to have to deal with death, especially during uh, times like these, the times of the pandemic, and and you know it's it's hard it's hard to cope with loss uh, in that way. So I you know I my heart goes out to Orlando Bloom and and Katy Perry about their missing dog Mighty. Uh, 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 I wish them the best of luck. And you're trying to make this about your grandfather. Yeah, it does sound no, like I, you're talking about your grandfather right now. I mean, what if your what if your dog died, Sandy, right now, or went missing for seven days? You couldn't find him anymore. Grant Sandy's grandfather is already dead. Okay, so you're not going to swoop him into yeah, this. Yeah, uh, I'm. I, I don't really see the connection. If if the dog went missing, guess what? My grandfather has been dead for fifty years. Yeah, I wasn't talking about my grandfather. I was talking about his dog. And if you lost a pet, that that's sad. It's tragic. But I've gotten over the death of everyone I've ever known. Everyone I've ever known that has died, I, I, it, it's not, you know, I, I can, I can, I can, I, if my dog went missing, I would be fine. Yeah. Snap of a finger. You got to say enough is enough. I've cried my eyes out and I'm ready to recover and move on. And Jesus, we's down on my knees. It sounds like that's what he did. Although I got to tell you, a seven day certs. What is this about the seventh day, the number of completion? What is this magical nonsense? Is this a Legolas thing? Is he invoking his character from whatever the Game of Thrones or whatever he was on, where he played Legolas, the evil dwarf, or or, or I don't know what he was. He was an animal of some sort, or a centaur, or munchkin. Yeah, pointy little ears and a bow and arrow. Sits on your lawn at night, little statue. Waits until you go to sleep and then goes inside your house through the doggy door and stands up on top of your kitchen table and eats all your snacks. Goes back out to the front lawn by the time you wake up. Rifles through your canned goods, rips the labels off Doug Jordan. This is what you want in your house. Watches your son sleeping through the keyhole to his bedroom. Well, you think that Orlando Bloom is going to come live with me at my house? Well, I'm, I mean, I wasn't saying that, but if he did, you might be in a world of trouble, is what I'm saying. Say goodbye to your freaking canned goods. 
Last week, Texas State Republican Representative Jonathan Stickland suggested that extraterrestrials need to accept Christianity if they want to get into heaven, according to the Huffington Post. Following the New York Times reporting on the Pentagon's unidentified aerial phenomenon task force, Stickland took to Twitter to express his concerns about the possibility of alien life. Quote, if aliens are real, salvation through Jesus Christ is the only way they enter heaven, wrote the state representative. No precise date has yet been set for the Pentagon's declassification of documents regarding UFOs. So, geez louise, down on my knees, we want to take this into a roundtable panel discussion uh, about the freaking possibility of freaking UFOs and what's going to happen when they freaking arrive and accept Jesus into their freaking hearts. So, we're going to use the freaking eight-category systems freaking analysis to do this. The first one being food, the second being shelter, the third being clothing, the fourth being toilet, the fifth being cars and motorcycles, the sixth being sports, the seventh being geography, and the eighth being miscellaneous, which everyone knows is freaking sex. So, geez louise, down on my knees, I'm going to get this thing rolling food. Yeah, these things are going to like to eat, believe it or not, and I see them as having a very freaking eager tongue when it comes to the food that is in your freaking pantry, much like the freaking dwarf Legolas that comes after your canned goods. But this thing isn't going to stop with the canned goods, Doug Jordan. Dry spices, powdered cheese, anything you might have in your cupboard, tomato soup, freaking broth, any raw freaking noodles and Asian noodles, or maybe even freaking the noodles that you use to make stroganoff. Everything is up for freaking grabs with these freaking Aryans. And geez louise, down on my knees, is anyone safe? Because we need food to freaking survive. And I see these things as being threat level one, number freaking one. And I gotta tell you, if they eat everything, I think that we'll, as humans, be relegated to only eating freaking squirrels. And that won't leave us much of an option. We'll just be hunting squirrels because they will have eaten everything us out of freaking house and home. And I don't want to jump ahead to shelter, but I don't think we're going to be living in our houses in this situation. Sandy the Sandman, Farkas, number two, Seltzer. Uh, number two, Seltzer. Uh, we are not going to be freaking living in our homes in this freaking situation. Uh, the freaking, as soon as the freaking aliens get in there and begin to eat all of our food, uh, whether that be the freaking canned goods, the freaking broth, the tomato soup, uh, freaking raw, uncooked freaking noodles, uh, the cheese packets, uh, from freaking Velveeta. Uh, once, once we have, once they have depleted all of our freaking food resources, we are going to be forced to freaking leave our homes and freaking hunt for ourselves. Uh, in those situations, uh, yep, you've guessed it, freaking the aliens are going to move into our houses, they're going to freaking be able to keep those up pretty nice, and we are going to be relegated to the freaking streets. Yeah. To the dirt. Yeah. To the freaking desert. To the freaking village. To the hobo freaking village. Uh, where things will carry on, uh, uh, with our, with, I believe, if you, if you listened to this before, we years and two years out, we have, um, <clears throat> we have freaking horse people, um... Uh, well, let's not get into that. We yet, all eat squirrels. Okay. Cars and motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then, so shelter is um, uh, us for us, Hubble Village, and for uh, the aliens, uh, our, our old freaking homes. There will be a freaking alien living in freaking Doug Jordan's garage. And then inside the main house, there will be a father alien. Uh, there will be a son alien. And there will be a uh, busty freaking wife alien. And there will be a little alien in a box underneath the bed of that freaking father alien. Doug Jordan. There'll be two alien dogs running around, and then in the neighborhood, there's a little teeny tiny little alien, uh, completely naked, foaming at the mouth, who needs some serious freaking help 
Yeah, and his name immediately, and that and that will be actually that, that alien is going to be the same as the person that is actually doing that, which is freaking Little Larry, because I don't think Little Larry is of this earth. So, Jeez Louise, down to my knees. Number three is clothing. This is usually done by freaking Tadia freaking Risher. And I guess we can just sort of do what we think Taylor would say, which would be, I think they're going to be wearing thong bikinis, the freaking aliens. Assless chaps, leather. Yeah. Ball gags. Yeah. Whips. They're going to have whips. And they're going to have, Jeez Louise, down to my knees, they're going to have sores from the sex acts that they do all over their bodies. Because they're the type of sex they have is something that we can't really comprehend yet. But I'm moving ahead because that's actually number eight miscellaneous. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees, assless chaps. You kind of get the freaking idea. Leather daddy type clothing. Doug Jordan, number four, your favorite freaking category, freaking toilet. Uh, yeah, so when the aliens first arrive, they will eat all of the food yeah, uh, yeah, right. that we have. And so they will have to resort to uh, eating our freaking poop. Uh, to survive uh, because we are the only ones that can hunt the squirrels and get the squirrel meat. So uh, every day we'll have to go into an alien's home and have them uh, stick some sort of a tube up our rear ends and uh, suck the food particles out. And then that will be their dinner. Wait a minute. Doug, why are, why are the aliens eating our poop? Because they ate all the food when they first got here. They can here. just go to the grocery store and get more food. Yeah, but they would eat all of it. They would cook more then. I don't understand. They would just make more food. Yeah. I thought I'm yeah, pretty sure we did food. Because if you're just because yeah. that would have been food if they were eating the poop. That's what they eat. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but they eat our our because we can only hunt the squirrels. They can't freaking hunt the squirrels. Do you see how well, they're they, making us? Are, they're making us live this way. So if we, if they were eating our poop, for one thing, we would be hiding our poop. We would cover our own feces in this scenario to drive them out of our homes. Also, the only reason why they aren't hunting squirrels like us is because they have our food. Yeah, and they can make yeah, as much they as they can. Duck, what the? F- they can make however much they want. If they run out you of food, they, they make how to more farm? food. Yes, they know how to you farm. They know how to farm. The, the they, farmer, they know how to farm our lives. The farmer aliens, the the ones that are farmers, they're not all farmers. Some of them are freaking are, are freaking school teachers and yeah. make codes. And the aliens that come down and replace the farmers will do the farming. Yeah, and they will make food. And give it to the aliens who are the freaking, who are the freaking, and, and Doug, there will be some aliens that work at freaking fish factories. Yeah. And those, those freaking aliens will never run out of fish and have no reason to eat freaking poop. Yeah, they will be, there will be mailman aliens, and there will be gas station aliens, and all sorts of freaking aliens, and geez louise down on my knees. Oh, I do think you're onto something with the freaking poop sucking thing. I don't know how, but I do think you're onto something. So God bless you. Thank you. Number five, cars and motorcycles. That's for you, me and Jeez Louise down on my knees. We've spoken on this before. Obviously, we won't be able to drive our cars because the Aryans will be freaking using them and they will have turned them into hovercrafts and they will be able to soar to the highest star and see things that we have never imagined seeing. But down on freaking Earth in our hobo village, we will see things that are hard to imagine now. So in a way, we're both leading similar freaking lives, us and the Aryans. We on freaking Earth will be seeing as our mode of transportation horse people, which are the outcasts of society that we breed selectively into being sort of a lesser version of a human being that becomes a horse and we use them as transportation. And goddamn, if we didn't talk about this before, we also freaking hunt them. For sport, you can't eat the horse people. You'll get extremely sick. Yeah. So, 
I, th- I think there's a, that's all we can really say about that one. Number six, freaking sports. Sandy the same man, freaking Farkas. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one is sort of self-explanatory. Um, if you were a football player before the aliens showed up, uh, the aliens are now the, the alien that replaces you becomes a freaking football player. Uh, yeah. That goes for freaking golf. That goes for freaking uh, uh, freaking water polo, uh, croquet, uh, regular freaking polo. It goes. It goes for all the freaking sports. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, and if you were a freaking football player, well, you are now a hobo living in a village. Yeah, and the sports that you play as that hobo in the village are dangerous games. Like, uh, let's go to the freaking alien's house that used to be my own and ring the doorbell and run away. Yeah, it's a dare. Yeah, and if the alien gets you, they freaking zap you and freaking pulverize you and put you in a little box under their bed. And I think that's where the little the hose comes in, is that they stick that hose up you, but they don't always freaking suck. Sometimes they blow. And you need to covet your own feces in this scenario. That's also a game that we play, sporting event. Uh, number seven goes to freaking geography. That is freaking Tadia freaking Risher again. We're just going to try to do it for him as he would in his memory if he is gone. Uh, geez Louise down on my knees. I think geography would be the world and then yeah. whatever planet they're coming from, Mars, Jupiter, Juno, um, yeah, space, it doesn't really matter. For geography, I, I'd say that geography could just be pretty much, you could just say um, sort of anywhere um, in the world, um, planet Earth, and then wherever the aliens came from, from outer space, whatever planet, uh, whether it be Regan Mars, Jupiter, uh, Regan Uranus, Neptune. The um, sun, it doesn't matter. Planet, yeah, the planet, planet sun, or... Or maybe even something outside of our freaking galaxy. Maybe from a different freaking uh, dimension. Maybe they just, maybe they were sitting in a wormhole waiting for it to open up. And then it opened up and now they're here, Doug Jordan. Maybe they came from the past. Maybe they freaking found a way to travel through a black hole from the past. And they're actually, and even though that they're highly, um, they're, they're, they're much more advanced than we are. They're actually billions of years younger than us. Yeah. So for geography, the answer, my, and I think that this is, is the answer that Tady would like would be that the, it'd be just anywhere. Yeah, just about anywhere. Yeah. So, and that leads us to the last one, number eight, which is miscellaneous, which everybody knows is freaking sex. Doug Jordan, you have the floor. Uh, okay, in the the scenario that you've put together, which the aliens replace everybody in their lives, uh, the people that uh, have sex for a living are replaced by aliens. Who do the? What about the home? What about us hobos? Uh, we keep, we have sex with ourselves. Yeah, we have sex with each other. Yeah, it's true. Each uh, each hobo gets another hobo boyfriend, and and God bless them. You know, I mean, this is <clears throat> this is what we have to do. Where you know, and we learn to freaking love it. God bless it. And and Jesus, he's down on my knees. But these aliens, I think maybe this is where this this mouth to rear end sucking comes in with humans because I don't think they're just going to leave us alone and not have sex with us. I thought that came in with sports. Well, I mean, the tube, uh, the freaking hose tube uh, sucking blow mechanism uh, has found its way into quite a few of these freaking categories. Uh, yes, in some ways it is a freaking sport. Uh, in some ways it is sexual. Uh, in some ways it's a freaking toilet. In some ways it's food. Um this and and I think I think as far as the aliens are concerned, this is, the tube is going to be one of the most important things to their day to day life, um, because they they can do damn near anything with one of these tubes. Yeah, yeah. So Doug, uh, I have an apology earlier when you mentioned it. It took me a second to come around, but yeah, circle, it was a good answer. Circle gets the square. Yeah. 
Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, this has been another great freaking hilarious freaking shit episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot and for you. And we'll see you freaking next week. I gotta tell you, I am very worried about Tadium. I thought, I said, if he doesn't show up at Doug's grandfather's funeral, he is surely dead. And now he didn't show up, and I don't know what to think. I thought perhaps maybe one of his freaking sex workers got freaking pregnant. Doug Jordan, how possible is that, and how likely do you think it would be? I think it's a house of all men, so I don't think it's very possible for a man to be pregnant. A house of all men, so I'm sorry, you said that, you slurred your words. Doug, what's going on with you? Are you freaking drinking? No, Are you still drinking in morning? Doug, it is too early to be freaking drinking. And that's why I had to freaking get out of the house and come to freaking our week studio because Doug has been freaking drinking a little too much these days. And I'm freaking worried about him and I can't watch him go down. I've watched enough freaking friends go down this freaking road and I can't freaking do it again. Because I know it because this road freaking leads to one place and one place only and I can't, I don't know if I can take seeing it happen to you, Doug. We love you, Doug. Yeah, but I'm not drinking in the morning. It's late. It's almost nighttime. I don't know about that. When I called you the other day, I called you very early in the morning. I was up well before the crack of dawn, and geez louise, down on my knees, I called you, and you sounded you like you were already three sheets to the wind. You were, you said, uh, hello, and I was like, oh my god, Doug, are you drunk? And you said, oh, why are you calling? And I said, Doug, I can't believe you're freaking drinking already. Have you been drinking all freaking night long, and you're still drunk, or did you just wake up this early, and now you're drunk again? And you wouldn't even answer the question. You hung up on me because you were so volatile and drunk. Because I was asleep. And then I came in the freaking room and I said, Doug, get up. We got to get ready for your grandfather's funeral. And I was a little drunk when I did it too. And I, and I noticed you acting kind of weird. And I said, oh boy, here we, go. here we go. Doug's going down. Doug, I will go with you to a meeting if you need someone to talk to. A counselor, a therapist, a sex therapist, a life coach, a drug addict counselor, a sex counselor. Someone who, one of the people, a hypnosis, a hypnotist, uh, somebody that could perhaps put you in some sort of spell that would cure you of this evil drinking and thinking and deviousness. Someone that comes to your house and watches you and and your wife at night when you're having sex and then critiques you about it and tells you how you could improve and and maybe, maybe steer you in the right direction. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Well, either way, we gotta find a way to help you, so if you could just gas up the truck and come pick us up, then we could... We need a ride, Doug. Doug? I think he hung up on us. No, I'm still here.